there. How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of See You on the Mat. My name is Kaya. Thank you so much for listening. As always, it is such a pleasure and an honor to be in your ears every week-ish. Um, little life update. So much has happened since we last talked. I recorded a couple episodes that I wanted to kind of dive into social media on again. Um, after my conversation with Megan, I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go deep in it again because now I've been off it for a while and I want to dive into how I'm feeling about it still, but it just didn't feel right. (laughs) Really. I recorded a couple episodes and I just kept getting really frustrated. I'd record like 20 minutes and then I'd be like, (laughs) this doesn't feel right anymore. So hopefully with this episode, I don't feel that way, but um so much is going on in so many ways so i'm back on instagram but i'm being really mindful about it so basically i deleted instagram on the 9th i think it was of june and now it's june 21st i came back on on the 19th i think um and was like in and out of it but basically what it's come down to is throughout those 10 days that i wasn't on instagram i was journaling (laughs) during the times that I wasn't, that I would have been scrolling. I was journaling how I was feeling in general and just working through beliefs and triggers and stuff like that, that had been coming up for me. Um, and it was wonderful. Honestly, it was just what I needed. It was so helpful to sit with myself and start to clear all these negative subconscious beliefs that I had been reinforcing and telling myself for the last little while, I mean, for my entire life. But what I've realized too with the work is it comes in waves. So there'll be times when you're really on it and times when you're just not, when you're like, I feel good, like I'm fine. But then during those times when you, you're not really working on it, those beliefs start to come back in because you're not actively working on it, which is fine. I mean, that's part of it. You you go in these these waves and I think in those low points, their ruts or rock bottoms, um, a TBM uh, terminology. I think I don't actually do to be magnetic work, but I listen to their podcasts and I do my version of it. I guess you could say. Um, I I've noticed, and that's what I've just realized too. As I get older, as life is a cycle, <laughs> you know, there's so many cycles within our lives, and to give myself grace when I'm not doing the work religiously, when I'm not clearing things all the time, when I'm, you know, feeling I'm reinforcing those negative beliefs about myself more consistently. And then there's times when I'm not, you know, when I'm really good about working through them, when I'm taking time to sit with myself and journal about how I'm feeling because I've also realized that when I do that I get to the bottom of them so much faster and then in the moments when I get slightly triggered or largely triggered in my everyday life I'm able to go back to that place and tell myself no you're okay you're not a failure or whatever it is and it helps clear that situation so much which I also think helps Paired with reading The Power of Now, it helps me come back into the present moment instead of just living in my head. I started originally with my time off of social media, diving into my relationship with social media, but that basically just led into so many other parts of 
accepting myself basically. And something really exciting happened in my career. Part of it too was a big fear around, I'm not going to be able to be successful if I'm not on social media with my business. So, and I think we talked, Megan and I talked about this in one of the, the other episodes. I deleted my Instagram and some really cool things for the business happened and I will share them with you later. I'm going to share them with you after they happen because I think that's going to be really cool to be able to reflect on what's going on. You'll hear about it soon. <laughs> and if you follow me on, on social media, you'll be able to, to see a little bit more of that happening real time. It's really fucking cool, you guys. It's so fucking cool. Uh, anyway, um, but that was also really cool. So that it's a manifestation that's happening soon business-wise, which is really cool. And it's cool to have had that happen without social media, without posting all the time, without being diligent about my social media. So to see and to have a manifestation for my business come through without it was a reassuring or was re very reassuring because it showed me that I don't need to put all the effort that I am into social media to continue to grow my business. Also, how it happened was I put myself out there and I believed in myself and I asked for what I wanted and I got it. So a lot of that also comes from knowing what I deserve, knowing what I want, knowing that I'm a good instructor, knowing like these are all little beliefs that I have that I'm not a good instructor, that that I'm, you know, I don't necessarily believe that I'm not deserving, but it's definitely, I think, a result of not accepting myself or not accepting where I am in my life. So it comes it comes through sometimes. But basically there was a little while too there. I knew this something was happening and this event that's, I wish I could tell you. I mean, I can tell you, but I don't want to yet. This thing is happening that is related to what I'm doing, but it's not the thing that I'm doing. And I knew it was going on and I knew I wanted to ask for what I wanted, but at the time, because of my relationship with social media, because of where I just was at, I didn't feel, I kind of was like, fuck it. I don't want to ask. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that anymore. It's not like, I don't feel that connection or feel that need or feel aligned to do that anymore. But when I really dove into it, it was like, okay, well, why don't I feel like I, I deserve this? Why don't I feel like I want to do this anymore? Because this was a dream of mine and it still is a dream of mine to do this. Why all of a sudden, when I have this relationship with social media changing, why wouldn't I want to do this? So I broke it down and then eventually was like, fuck it. I'm just going to ask. And I got it. I got what I wanted. And I'll tell you, <laughs> those of you who know me, you're going to be so fucking stoked if I haven't told you already. So that's what's been going on. And I think this is something that I can talk about. I am doing an event. If you're in San Diego, I am doing an event with Holy Matcha of San Diego, which is the cutest matcha boutique little cafe in San Diego. I'm doing an event with them July 23rd. I'm doing a class in their back patio, which is going to be so fun. There's limited space availability available. There's limited space available. So definitely get your ticket fast or soon because it's going to sell out. We're doing a strength flow class on their back patio and 
they are making a special drink for all KDH attendees, people that come to hang and move their bodies with us on July 23rd. Please come. It's a Saturday. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be just the best way to start your morning and meet people in the community and hang out. So I hope you'll join us. The link to sign up is in the description here. You can also find it on social media by this time. By the time this is out, I'll definitely have already started talking about it. So go check out at Kaidalbora Health um, on Instagram and I will see you there. I'm so excited. So, so, so excited. Just another another class in the community. We love it. All right. Let's get to talking about what we're talking about this week. I want to talk about beliefs reinforced by society. And there's everything. Like, obviously, so many beliefs or negative beliefs that we have about ourselves are reinforced by society. But I really want to talk about what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable in society. And again, this is very niche and like not going to be all encompassing because I was thinking about it from my perspective. When I was a kid, and this is also something that I've been working through. When I was a kid, I learned that I needed to look to other people to know what was right. I don't know if it was parenting wise, like if that was the way my parents like parented or I don't think so because they're very like free and open, but also, I don't know. I think it could have just been how I was, who I am as a person, how I was born. I have always looked to other people for guidance, for them to tell me I was on the right path, for them to tell me this is how you, this is how you are, this is how you should be. And I basically became a master chameleon in a lot of ways. I found people that I felt comfortable being myself around, but I also was still trying to fit into certain boxes that they wanted me to be. And with a lot of things like how to talk to an adult or how to kiss or how to be good in bed, you know, those little things, not little things, those are big things, but like those things that should be intuitive and that you should just kind of take the pressure off of yourself and go with the flow with. I was always looking to other people to tell me what I was supposed to do. And there are more instances and I'm sure I'll come up with them. Now at 27, I've realized how little I know from myself. Yes and no. I mean, there's definitely other experiences where I I know what to do because I have had that experience. I've lived that experience. But I also know that other people have different experiences within maybe the same situation and they might do things differently. So who am I to say, this is how you should do it? And also everybody's different, right? So I'm going off of what is right for other people. When I was a kid, I was going off of what was right for other people and how to handle certain situations and how you're supposed to behave and what you're supposed to like and all these things. But I wasn't actually asking myself, well, what do you want? What do you actually like? Like, I remember I used to love country music. And then when I was in a friend group that didn't like country music, I was like, country music sucks. (laughs) I love country music. All right. Don't shame me. It makes me feel so good. Like, I feel like I'm watching a rom-com and sometimes that's the love and support I need, you know? Anyway, (laughs) definitely had a lot of idealistic views of relationships because of that. And 
honestly, this conversation, this topic that I'm talking about today stemmed from listening to a country song earlier. So <laughs> bear with me. But but really, I mean, I learned so much of how to behave in society based on what other people were doing and how I wanted to fit in. I wanted to fit in so bad. So I would do things that I didn't necessarily think about whether or not I wanted to do them or not. And sometimes I did and sometimes I didn't want to do them. Sometimes I felt like I should because that's what a girl like me should do, you know, whatever that means. Or maybe I shouldn't because nobody else is, even if I secretly want it. And I'm being really vague here because I'm, I'm just also trying to think of other experiences. A lot of it is also, I mean, sexually, you ask your friends, like, how do you give a good blowjob? You know, that's why. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am. Um, that's how you, that's how Call Her Daddy started, really. Right? Like, it's them giving advice because we want to be, everyone wants to be the best and wants to be good enough. And so when people call themselves experts at something you want to be good at, you listen to them instead of listening to yourself, instead of listening to your body, instead of listening to what you actually want, what actually feels good for you and also what feels good in that moment. I think when we're growing up, we don't usually ask ourselves what we want, especially in society when you want to fit in. I think we don't spend a lot of time trusting ourselves or building up that trust muscle, building up our intuition I can remember a handful of instances when I've done things and I knew I said something and in my heart, I was like, I'm not, I don't actually care. And actually it kind of happens sometimes when I'm in a fight with Tom that I'll start, like he'll say something and I'll know in my heart that I'm not mad, but then the more that I let my negative subconscious beliefs tell me that I'm mad, I'll get mad because I feel uh, my ego is bruised or I don't feel good enough because he said this or like a belief I have about myself is being challenged or threatened based on something that happened or something that he said. And it's usually something stupid. Lately, though, I've been really good about catching that experience, that, those moments and being like, OK, I don't actually want to get in a fight with you. I'm not actually mad. And plus, I know when I do that, it's like I just end up crying. I just end up feeling really shitty about myself. I just end up reinforcing a belief about myself. And it's just like it's not healthy <laughs> and it's unnecessary. I've been better about in those moments being like, are you actually mad? No. Why are you mad? Because or like, why is this triggering you? And then I'll go into the belief in my head and be like, OK, this is a you problem. Don't worry. Let's work through it, which has been so helpful. Um, and I just feel I feel stronger. <laughs> Another instance of this is I, and this is what triggered. So the song that I was listening to was, let me find it actually. Um, it's called Everything She Ain't by Haley Witters. And I like the song. Like, I think I like the beat. I, it feels nice to listen to, but the words of it, I, when I was single, I would have loved this because when I was single, I believed I had, I didn't deserve a, I believed I deserved a boyfriend and I really wanted a boyfriend. I really wanted a partner because I felt like 
that was like a rite of passage almost. And also like it shows that I'm lovable by people that aren't my parents, you know? And for context, I was single until I met Tom basically. And I was, we met when I was 22, almost 23. So I went through all of high school, all of college, kind of dating people here and there, but nothing serious. I never said I love you to anybody. I never felt love for anybody really. There were a few kind of toxic relationships in there that had a lot of like infatuation, but nothing that was actually love. And during that time, there was a lot of reinforcing beliefs about, ooh, ooh, we're gonna work through this together, you guys. <laughs> There's so many things when it comes to, when I'm thinking about my single life and who I was back then, I really wanted to be independent and take the time when I was single to take care of myself and do what I wanted to do. And I would do a lot of things that I wanted to do, but I'd also, and I'd be like, I'm gonna, I'm independent. Um, but I'd also always be longing for somebody to be, to be a rom-com man, you know, to be the Ryan Gosling in the notebook, to, to be the person that saw me across the room and said, she's the one that would ruin anything else that they were in, any relationship they were in, any other situation they were in just to be with me. I wanted to feel that kind of special. I wanted to be the one, you know, like I didn't even want to find someone who was the one. Cause I'd also like seen a bunch of dudes across the room and thought they were hot and nothing ever happened to it. So I was like, no, they need to be, they need to think that I'm the one, but also every time I would have somebody who really liked me, I wouldn't be interested in them. I would like ghost them a lot of the time. I was just like, eh, I don't know. I remember that. I did that a lot in high school, a little bit in college. I also think that my relationship with my body affected this because I had a larger chest growing up. My boobies came in <laughs> in college. No, 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 no. In high school. Oh my God. No, in high school. And I got attention for them. And I remember my parents saying that I needed to wear a sweatshirt and stuff, or like I needed to cover up, which of course then I'm believing like having my chest is bad, but also that it's my fault if boys are staring. So then I would, I would wear a sweatshirt, but I'd still wear a tank top underneath and I'd go to school and have, take my sweatshirt off. But then as soon as boys were staring, I'd put my sweatshirt back on because I felt uncomfortable. And so then there's this dichotomy of wanting to be hot and wanting to be seen and wanting to be wanted for my physical appearance, but still wanting somebody to be my partner. I never had that really. I never had that combo until I met Tom. Hmm, he's just the best. I mean, when I met Tom, it was, there was like no questions. We just, it was so easy. We just went into it. I mean, we did have a friend who was friends with both of us who was telling each other what the other one felt and how they were feeling and what they were saying, um, which helped us be like, okay, so they like me, I know, and we'll, we'll do this. But when I was younger, I just wanted to be what somebody else wanted. I don't even know what I wanted. I didn't even know who I was. I just wanted them to tell me who I was. And so in this song that it says she, or everything she's not, right? That's a, everything she ain't. Basically, it's the story of this girl who has a crush on a guy. And you hear this a lot in country music and music in general being like, oh yeah, I mean, even Ariana, break up with your girlfriend. There's so much. Also, now that I'm in a relationship, I like, I understand the other side of it so much more too, where before I just wanted to be seen by these guys. I wanted to be 
if I, if someone chose me over their relationship they were in, it would mean I was special. It would mean I was the, I was hot shit, <laughs> right? Like I was better than this girl, better than somebody. Because I think I felt so shitty about myself, but also was putting my worth into being in a relationship, which obviously that's no good. And good thing I was never really in a relationship until I met Tom because I wasn't ready. But in this song, basically it's this woman being like, she has a crush on a guy who's in a relationship and she's naming all these, oh my God, also Taylor Swift, You Belong With Me. Great song, fucking loved that song. I loved that song. She wears short skirts, I wear t-shirts. Like you're doing this comparison between two different kinds of people and you're saying one is worse than the other. But then as a kid, when you're hearing this stuff, you're hearing, you know, if you like, I mean, depending on how strong you are in your own belief and see, that's the thing is I wasn't strong in it. So I was taking my cues of society and how to get men and how to fall in love and all these things from songs like this. And that being cheer captain, wearing short skirts, that wasn't good. And that being in the bleachers, wearing sneakers, wearing a t-shirt. Yep. I think she rhymed all of those <laughs> eventually anyway. And being like, that's like how she knows her she knows him better than his girlfriend knows him and all of this stuff and it's like i believed that that was also true that was the truth in this song everything she ain't she's talking about diamond rings how she likes diamond rings and or diamonds and or the other girl likes diamonds and she likes the stars or something like how they're polar opposites and how you, the listener, are the same as the girl who's singing, you're relating to her, and that it is bad if you like what the other girl they're talking about likes. If you don't have a strong enough sense of self to know you can like whatever the fuck you want, then you're going to hear that song and be like, okay, I need to be the girl next door. I need to be the girl that guys are going to like, the, the girl that guys are going to leave their girlfriends, that they're materialistic girlfriends, hot girlfriends for, because that's a romantic story, because that's how you get the guy. But what's funny now that I'm thinking about it is these girls don't even get the guy, right? Like <laughs> this girl's just sitting here looking at this guy's relationship and judging it because she is not what he wants. She's not what he has. And maybe, maybe there's more to these stories, obviously, but the way that it sounds is you shouldn't like a materialistic person. You shouldn't like a hot person. You shouldn't be, if you're the girl, you shouldn't be that, right? Or even on the opposite ends, there are, there are songs that dudes sing. Um, I can't remember the one exactly. It's also a country song, but he talks about it. You internalize how to behave. And I mean, at the end of the day, maybe the, bottom, the message is just be yourself. And someone who's being themselves is better than someone who's not. But you, how are you to say and how are you to know that that other person isn't being themselves? And who are you to judge what somebody else is like that you don't even know? And who are you to tell somebody who to be with? People make their own decisions to be with people. And you can see from the outside and have a bird's eye view of the situation and tell them as much as you want how to be. Wow, this really took a turn. <laughs> but at the end of the day, nobody <laughs> like what? Uh, yeah, 
Oh, where was I even fucking going with that? But basically, at the end of the day, you can't ever tell anybody what to do because they're not going to listen until they learn it themselves. That's what I've learned. I can tell somebody my perspective on something as much as I can, but they will not listen to me until they experience it themselves, until they learn themselves, until they hear it themselves. And same with me. I'm not going to hear what somebody else is telling me until I experience it myself. And that's okay. I think part of why I'm frustrated with this <laughs> is because I'm frustrated with who I was. And now that I am in a relationship, it's like, how dare I wish that somebody else, that I was better than the partnership that someone else had built? Because partnerships are hard. It's hard work. It's beautiful. There's so much that goes into it. And for me to say, fuck whatever you've built, I'm more important. That says so much more about me, obviously, right? That says so much more about my needs and where my acceptance of myself was at the time. Now, I wish I had written notes down to wrap this up in some way because I'm trying to relate it back <laughs> to where I started. But as you can see, all you can do as you grow older is accept yourself and accept yourself doesn't mean complacency it doesn't mean when you accept something wrong or bad that you did you are complacent to that behavior it's knowing why you did it being really honest with yourself forgiving yourself and moving forward learning from that mistake it's not saying oh, I did that, pushing it down and never working through that behavior where maybe you hurt somebody in that situation. I don't think we're ever meant to really like know ourselves when we're younger, which is obviously why we end up searching for it in college, after college. That's why our early 20s are so fucking hard because you don't know yourself. You make all these mistakes, you do all these things, you're searching and searching and searching for something that feels good and aligned to you. But really all you need to do is just sit with yourself, quiet your mind. I wish I could go back to who I was in high school and be like, just focus on what you like and what you don't like. Whenever you're in a situation, ask yourself, do I wanna do this? Do I not wanna do this? Do I like this? Do I not like this? Build that trust muscle, do what you want. Don't be afraid of other people's judgment because when you fit into oh my god i saw this really great quote one sec <laughs> let me find it because it's exactly exactly what i'm talking about right now i think i posted it on my instagram story most people most people prioritize being liked over being happy likability is very much about how you fit into someone else's projection of themselves so being disliked is somewhat inevitable choose your happiness i thought that was brilliant Brilliant, because it's so true. When you're in a situation and you're following along society's rules and you're looking to society to tell you how to be, you're fitting into someone else's projection of themselves. And then also you're projecting yourself. <laughs> you're projecting your lack of self-acceptance. When we are all accepting of ourselves, when we can all look in the mirror and be like, hey, I accept you all your mistakes, all the shit you've been through, all the work you're doing, all the work you'll always be doing, 
all the good things you've done, all the things you're proud of. I accept you for all of that as you are right now in this moment. I accept you. That's when the energy of the world starts to lift. That's when happiness is had. That's when happiness is achievable. That's when good things start to happen in this world. And I know that sounds so cheesy. And I know that also sounds really far-fetched, but it's true. And I don't think we'll ever, ever see it in our lifetime, but maybe all we can do is accept ourselves and take responsibility for ourselves and not for other people. I mean, maybe if you have a child, you, you know, take responsibility for them. But <laughs> if you don't have children, and that changes too because you know your kids grow grow up and they have autonomy more so over themselves and they make their own decisions so with that all being said i challenge you to maybe take a moment when you have some time or maybe get triggered by something or maybe feel insecure about something or maybe feel like funky you just just there's a feeling in your body and you're like i don't know you don't know what that is, but I don't like it. And you want to kind of dive into it, journal about it. First, write out the situation. Then write out what feels funky about it. What's happening in your body? You don't like this because why? Then start to just dive a little deeper, a little deeper, a little deeper. What is this saying about you? What does it mean about you? What does the situation mean about you? Sometimes situations are a little more convoluted. And it's harder to get to the why. I was running into that problem earlier this week about something. I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. No, about um, somebody in my life. And I was like, why do they trigger me so much? I think I got to the bottom of it. And it's, it's they're such a shadow of me. Um, they're like the exact opposite of me in so many ways. And that triggers me so much because I'm so working through the things that it, they trigger me on and how they're the opposite of me, I'm still working on them. Sometimes it's harder, but write out the situation that's giving you stress, anxiety, just weird feelings, or maybe even good feelings. And then ask yourself why, but be really honest with yourself because sometimes we can't see it. Got really, like for example, if I get frustrated that I'm not getting the response I want on social media, or I'm getting triggered by somebody on social media, why am I getting triggered by them? Like what, what do they make me feel about myself? When I see them, it makes me feel like, for my example, I'm gonna use somebody that I follow on social media who is an influencer and she's like very triggering to me for some reason. Every time I see her stuff, I'm like, oh God, I'm jealous. <laughs> That's basically what it is. Um, it annoys me because I'm so envious. But what am I envious about? I'm envious because they have success on social media and they have money. They get validation and response and engagement on social media or but they and they they make a lot of money and they they're able to support themselves doing that. Why does that bother me so much? Cuz that's what I want. Why do I want that? I want to see my hard work on social media pay off. Why do I want to see my hard work on social media pay off? What does that mean? What happens if it pays off? What am I telling myself if it pays off? That I'm, that I'm valued, that I'm good at this, that I'm worthy of being in this space. Am I not worthy of being in this space? Am I not worthy of sharing things on social media? Does other people that I don't know, do other people that I don't know 
engaging with my stuff tell me that I'm worthy? No, of course not. And then working through that, saying that over and over until I believe it, because that one is hard. I'm still working through that one because of this outside entity, which is the social media algorithms, (laughs) the Instagram algorithm. That algorithm is this machine, this mechanism that tells you whether or not you're worthy of being on social media or not. Maybe, Maybe you feel that way, maybe you don't. But that's how I feel. When I don't do well, when something doesn't do well, you hear so much about the algorithm. I think to myself, what am I doing wrong? Why do I, I don't belong here. Instagram is telling me that I don't belong here. And so I got to work through that one too. I did a little bit of work on it earlier today. Anyway, work through your beliefs. Try it. Try working through to accept yourself too. And I think that's also part of it. So then going back when I get to the bottom of those things, and even sometimes I don't get to the bottom of them right away. And I can just kind of see like, I feel like I don't belong here. And then telling myself, I do belong here. I do belong here. I do belong here. And maybe sometimes I'll break it down. Why do I feel like I need to belong here? What does belonging here mean for me? I'm just breaking it down even farther to really get to the bottom because I personally, the way that I work through things, I need to know so I can clear it. I need to know what the belief I have around this is so I can clear it and move forward and continue to accept and and tell myself that positive reinforcement of that negative belief that I'm believing um, to reprogram my neural pathways. Um, I definitely recommend trying that out. If you have any questions about how to do that, let me know. Um, I can always help maybe see something that you don't see if you have something um, that you're trying to work through. Um, Slide into the DMs. I'm back on the IG, baby. (laughs) All right, you guys. That being said, thank you so much for listening, for being here, and for being you. You're amazing. As always, who you are is perfect and who you're meant to be keep being it all right you guys love you happy monday and i will see you on the mat